Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Eli's dead. The lions are alive. If I was a Dolphins fan, I'd love it. If I was a Pats fan, I'd get the champagne ready. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Your favorite NFL podcast is back for another beauty week in the NFL. It's episode 53. Wherever in the world you're listening to, we love you. We thank you. Ni hao, priviet, hola, bonjour, and... Vanakam. Sri Lankan for something nice, we've been told. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mike Morrison, for keeping up, keeping up on our other Sri Lankan uh, stuff. Uh, we're brought to you by Huck Media, the biggest, baddest media corporation. Brought to you by Captain Mustache himself, sitting next, to our right. I believe he's one and one in fantasy. I don't know, he wouldn't tell me. He's a little coy like that. One and one. Like, I'd say 70% of the fantasy world. Uh, we're going to try to put some money in your pockets. We got the underdog of the week. You let the dogs out. Yeah, that kids make fun of me in grade Oh, they're four barking, baby. Um, yeah, a couple screw jobs last week. We're going to talk about that. I got a money line parlay for you because uh, those are very nice. As in, you don't know about the spreads. You just like three teams to win, and you can get some decent money. We got to add them all up together. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Eli, Eli's career might have been ended by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I know you want to talk about that, Captain Bra Strap. Joined as always by Weird Michael, who's been wearing bra straps since playing basketball in grade five. Everyone else stopped. He did it. <laughs> he just told me earlier, as he was getting his plums before the show, that uh, he's put that bra strap on at 7:15 this morning, and it hasn't budged. Biggest sign: you might need to wash your hair. Yeah, <laughs> holding firm. <laughs> 8.15 at Centennial. There you go. You know what I mean? Live from Toronto, folks. Thanks for joining us. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, whether you listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher, just search Look Who's Talking and uh, NFL, and you'll find our uh, big bad symbol brought to you by Huck, Huck Media. He shaved his mustache because it's, uh, it's week three, right in the middle of the season. And Movember is just coming up, and he's going, he's going big this year. Yo, shout out to the newest listeners. Every week we're growing. Yep. This week we got a new crew on board, the Muff Mob. Muffin Men Softball, three-peat champs, took it down tonight. There you go. These guys are hardcore Browns fans. That's good. They're waist deep in the dog pound, rolling down Lake Erie Shores for Sunday night football this week. Congrats, boys. Kester Villa, JP and the gang. Right. Well done, everyone. Waist deep in the dog pound. Sometimes yeah. I, I, I just wonder what people in their it's car true. I mean, are thinking when you I say that. I was thinking about what I should reference there. They really like the Browns. Correct. They're waist deep in the dog pound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know that I got something to hang my hat on. Right, right, right. If, they, like they, if, if the, the Browns are making love to them, they're, they're, or, or foreplay, they're elbow deep. Yo, Villa, clear the basement. Put the kid to sleep, man. Right. Weird Mike's coming for a Browns game. If you, hur, hur, hur. If you want to hit on your man friends, uh, we could do it at the end. <laughs> Love all our new listeners. Love them all. Love them all. We'll, uh, we'll go elbow deep in all of you later, okay? We'll have a big <laughs> fucking Look Who's Talking party. Uh, big shout-outs to all of our Look Who's Talking shares. Lee Vandemosdyke, Chris McElhaney, and James Duhamel. Share the episode on Facebook when we do. And we'll shout you out, too. God bless you. we got a Super Bowl VIP giveaway. We'll get uh, more detail towards the end of the podcast. But you can DM team at IWillCanada on Instagram. Uh, check out our Instagram page, at Who's Talking, for more information. We just posted the flyer. And at American Thanksgiving, Team I Will Canada will be drawing one of 400 tickets to win two ticket, a two-ticket VIP experience to the Super Bowl down in Miami. How are you? That's halftime of the Bills-Dallas game. Yep. I'm already friggin' jacked up for U.S. Thanksgiving. Put that raffle on. Could be the greatest American football feast ever. By the way, we're getting more and more subscribers as we go. So literally, if every subscriber just bought one ticket, or even like half a ticket right now, we'd be... Uh, yeah, go have these guys. We can at least guarantee that the Look Who's Talkers win this thing. 4850. <laughs> yeah. Gets you a 1 in 400 shot. Yeah. Also, uh, it's all going to a great cause. Toronto Rehab Foundation. All proceeds go to the Toronto Rehab Foundation. Unbelievable cause. We're proud to be a part of it. Woo! Um, 
Speaking of good causes, Weird Mike, he won the baby pool a couple weeks ago. True story. A couple of Look Who's Talkers have chimed in saying that you're supposed to give back all of said money to the baby pool winners, the Nolan family. Is this why you ignored me all pregame? This is not why I ignored <laughs> you all pregame. Mike likes to basically try to do the show in my face <laughs> as I'm preparing for said show. Yeah, even though I like to sort of just keep it all live so they don't have to react to things twice. I literally tell him to shut up about 15 times. And he doesn't listen to me. Um, Anybody else would have left. Well, I don't know. Look who's talkers. Let us know what you think. In a baby pool, you're supposed to give a bunch, bunch of it back, maybe keep your money, or do you keep it? Is it just a regular, like a regular 50-50 pool? I got uh, baby Nolan some uh, kick-ass PJs. Did that really happen? It did. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's check it. Uh, six to 12 months. <laughs> All right. I figure I'll give a little grace period before I bump into the little lady. Again, I don't know. I don't have any kids. I've never even been in a baby pool before. Let us know what you think, okay? We'll go, we'll, we'll go on audience approval here, and we'll get Mike to do whatever the right thing is deemed. <laughs> Maybe. Hashtag. He's staring up at the sky right now. We'll see. Let's, let's, let, the, let's let Loku's talkers decide, all right? Okay. <laughs> He's so rattled with me right now. I love it. Eat your plum. Don't worry. I will eat my plum. All right, there you go. Um, Eli Manning. Uh, what can we say, okay? If it wasn't for him, uh, Tom Brady would have eight rings. Eight. Uh, so, you know, great career. He finished his career. Again, I'm actually sick of people saying that this week because his career might not be done, all right? They're literally listing his stats on NFL.com. Like, are these Hall of Fame worthy? He's almost sort of mailed it in. It's the NFL, though. Daniel Jones does not exactly look like a fucking machine, Okay. First quarter in the Bucks game this weekend, he could get rolled on, and Eli comes back in, has a full another season. Not everyone's made to get tackled by NFL guys. That he went to Duke. All right, just letting you know, might not be ready for NFL tackling. So we'll see. But uh, you're, you know, our Buffalo Bills, your Buffalo Bills. So now that's a couple of Hall of Fame legendary quarterbacks that the Bills knocked out. What do you mean? They took out Brett Favre in the Metrodome. That was the last snap. Brett Favre ever played. I sure will. Arthur Motes came from behind on a Favre scramble right and leveled Favre in the back. I thought that was against the Bears. No, that was the Buffalo Bills. In like a wet game? No, it was the Metrodome, indoors. I like to think that that I know everything about Brett. I love him. And now they end Eli's career. (laughs) Yep, maybe. Uh, If I was Eli, I'd hang it up. You know what? You know what I'm thinking about watching, watching this whole Eli thing? What? He's never given a fuck about anything. Like his entire career, you know, ever, ever, never given one sound bite of giving a shit ever. Super Bowl, worst season ever, five interceptions, five Super Bowls, never given a fuck. <laughs> Looks, he has a look on his face like he's been holding in a fart for twenty years. All and right? I think he just let it out. I think he just let the fart out. Well, the point is, is that point is, <laughs> is that. Uh, He's getting $23 million this year. Whether he, you know, just be, he's the good guy on the sidelines. And you just, think the Giants are going to stiff him if he decides to walk away? He's not going to walk away. I'm telling you, he just doesn't care. You're paying me $23 million. Look, some people just don't have that drive in them that is like Kobe Bryant, where like you have $200 million and you just are losing your mind in the gym at 5 a.m. to beat some next record you're chasing, or just be the best ever. Eli's got five kids in New York prep schools. His wife's a rocket. He's got like $180 million. He's got two Super Bowl rings. He's part of American royalty. Yeah. I just don't think he really cares anymore. I'm not saying he wants to be benched, you know, but of all the guys who, like, he's not kicking trash cans in the Giants' office right now, (laughs) you know? He's not setting the playbook on fire. Well, I really hope the kid doesn't get hurt because this needs to happen. The Giants said goodbye. It's fucked that the Bills end. But not everything goes to plan, you know? Ryan Fitzpatrick has been the guy who has represented how the NFL doesn't go according to plan basically his entire career. (laughs) His entire career was never intended to be that guy. It's like a guy who's had 10 wives, you know? And... Not one of them was it. <laughs> uh, and she knew it the whole time. Anyway, I think Eli is the football version of Vince Carter. All right? 
Why is Vince still playing basketball? As in, I'm saying, I don't even think this is Eli's last year. Matt Hasselbeck, borderline MVP, borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. Couple, couple notches. Are you ridiculous? Couple, no, 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 not Hall of Fame, but a couple notches under Eli. A respectable enough career where you would think maybe when he's not the starter anymore, he would walk away gallantly. He's probably got around $80 million total. He went to a Super Bowl. He could go back to Seattle and get a cushy job there. He was there long enough. No, he goes to the Colts and makes like 10 mil to be a pretty good backup for two years. Maybe two and a half. So you think Eli's chasing money? I think that he's decided that he doesn't really care what people think of him. And he doesn't have anything better to do for the next two, three years than make another $30 million as Jacksonville's extra guy or somebody's extra guy or New York's extra guy. Even. He should be the NFC's Flacco. Because maybe Daniel Jones gets hurt this year and they play a couple of games. Whatever. I don't know. Either way. Stop saying the kid's going to get hurt, man. Yeah, sorry. Knock on wood. Yeah, for By real. By the way, man. I was right about that last season about Alex Smith, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think we knocked on wood because that hatred for him runs deep within I, you. I knocked on wood. I'm okay. a wood knocker. I'm a wood knocker. You respect the number one overall. Even pick when from I a think something ago. a bit weird, I'll I'll knock on wood. You know, not that I think I have anything to do with it, but what are you gonna do? Can we? Anyway, get- anyway what what? We, we can do whatever you want. Is that so? Well, no, not unless you, when love, you have the Instagram password. No, you I can't would do love whatever you want. to try a plum, Captain. He seemed pretty. <laughs> he seemed pretty adamant against. Not having any of Niagara's finest produce. Right. I think Huck's got something for you and shut the, fu- <laughs> shut the Huck up at the end about uh, the plums or the peaches. Apparently, people eat peaches with knives. We got shout out, uh, shout out Phil there. Yeah, shout out Papa Nolan. All right, Eli, uh, I think I'm on to you. And uh, $20 million to live, be a rich guy in Manhattan. You know, he's not going to be a TV guy. What's he going to do next year? So, we'll see. Quarterback in the NFL right now, great paying job. Especially if you're backup. You hold a clipboard for 16 weeks and you go to practice. Let's be honest here. Right? Paxton Lynch, just because he learned playbooks. He's not an NFL quarterback. He's going to keep making backup money for another six years. Hashtag Eli farted. There you go. (laughs) Uh... All right, a lot of stuff going on. If you're in a survivor pool, there's some survivor stuff going around. Uh, Got got to reveal some truth here. I gave you the Houston Texans as my survivor pick last week. Yeah, oh my God. Yes, they squeezed it out. Got a lot of messages. I was fully intending to still pick Houston. However, in my survivor pool, you have to get the pick in by noon. I went to a great wedding this weekend with Huck Media. Neither of us remember all of it. Uh, I got into a fight. Yeah. Interesting. On an RV. Yeah. Hey, people were talking shit, you know? It didn't last long. A little brouhaha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not enough room on the RV for it to really sure. get riled up. He hit me. I hit him. He fell. And I had the advantage because he, he's, he's on the couch. I'm over him. What are you going to do? There's like 20 people in there. Anyway, shout out. Great RV. And everything, everything was fine. The wedding looked like a blast. It was a good time. Uh, the Mick Visser wedding. Congratulations to Robin and BJ. Woo! All right, uh, yeah, so anyway, got Farvin destroyed and uh, woke up at 12.30. And I had, I, you get auto-picked in my survivor for the biggest favorite, and I was given the Patriots. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I'll always be honest with you, even when I was accidentally dishonest. There you go. Yes. The integrity was there. Even it was still an accident. I'm a big fan of being accidentally dishonest. You don't, let's not even get started <laughs> with that, all right? But anyway, the Houston Texans won, barely, barely. Yo, Leonard Fournette's bought 70% of his body across the goal line on yep. the two-point attempt, but the ball didn't. They looked at it for like four minutes. It was intense. If you missed, if you missed the game, Jacksonville was in Houston, uh, starting their backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew. By the way, Canadian hockey player wearing a football helmet. If you hear stories about this guy. More on him later. More on him later. What a fucking beauty. Uh, also, he looks really good. The best passing percentage by a, first, a quarterback playing his first game ever, last game. And then led the uh, game-tying drive in the last minute, looking excellent, by the way. And then, yeah, his coach decides to go for two to win the game with about 30 seconds left. Pro football focus claims by about 5% that it was probably the, the right play, but kind of close. Houston with a... On the road is a dog. On the road. You got Leonard Fournette, too. Denver, on the other hand, 
at home yep. goes for two in the exact same scenario. What are they doing? They get lucky. The guy misses the point. They go back. Everything was doomed, man. They deserved. Oh. Well, biggest screw job of the week, I think, was Bradley Chubbs roughing the passer penalty. I mean, you could even see him let up for a big guy because he knew he was going to sort of accidentally fall on him because he had to. But he didn't purposefully put all of his body weight into him. It was awful. The announcers call it awful. Peter King called it awful. It was awful. And it was big. They needed 40 yards, roughly, in with, you know, with 25 seconds and one time out. they gave him 15. And they gave him 15. I don't like this whole going for two again, man. I like it sometimes. Uh, it's all about your matchups. Home fave. Denver had that. Mo- momentum. Tired Bears team in the altitude. What are they thinking? They got, Maybe they, the Bears take a knee at a tie game. They, they don't got, force the win. They got a rookie quarterback. They got a powerhouse running back from the first round a couple years ago. And they got to get two yards. Yo, big, uh, big kick for Eddie Dinero Pinero. There you go. That's what they're calling it. And uh, Club Dub up and rocking. Bears wins. You know what I like the Bears, though? Too many of these games are coming down to kicks, okay? It's like, yeah. it's like a fighter that always goes to the judges, you know? Leave it out of the judges' hands. Uh, that's, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like the Bears. I like picking teams that love to win by field goals. <laughs> All right? You know, that's, uh, that's one of the smartest things I've ever heard you say, Jeff. That's, well, come on. You got to listen more. That, that <laughs> I should listen more, but that doesn't change my statement. Either way, I fade the Bears until they learn how to win by touchdowns. Okay? <laughs> um, yeah. If I was a Dolphins fan right now, okay, so the other thing with the going on the survivor picks, I'll get to my survivor pick later in the week, and as per usual, Angeletti will not give you his survivor pick. He will just tell you what he picked a week later. Yo, everybody flooding my DMs, trying to snag their, my survivor out of them. I'm going to hold strong, everybody. Okay? I'm going to fucking keep Who was your out. survivor pick last week? It was the Ravens. You plumbing idiot. Quote the Raven, nevermore. You picked the Raven. That was closer than you think. It was, Kyler had the ball. Yes, he did. On the move. Yep. Two and a half minutes to go. He's not that small, but he has such short arms, he looks like the jackass midget playing quarterback. <laughs> but he can play. Plus 300 yards, two, ge- two games in a row. Uh, so, yeah, I'm one possession on both my survivors. This week's uh, Miami and the Jets are ruining survivor pools well, everywhere, this is what man. we're going to talk about. So, uh, basically, you could sort of, you know, if you think this is a good strategy, it probably isn't because they'll get you. But... Uh, you could kind of pick whoever against, pick against the Dolphins, at least for the foreseeable future, until they, Josh Rosen proves that he could do something. And even then, they're just trading their best players seemingly every week. So as a 21-and-a-half-point underdog this week at home in Dallas, it's hard to tell you to not take the Cowboys, let's be honest. They're a total team playing for with Super Bowl aspirations. In a, in a game they need to win, and they should win. I think this is one of the rare survivor weeks where you actually have to outthink the room, and you just can't take the lay down. Because if it's the one week that, like, some of these guys show up, because, hey, who lo- doesn't love playing in Dallas? Try to get Jerry Jones to notice this that you won off that team. America will tell us what they think of the Dallas Cowboys and their survivor percentages. Yeah. How many people took them? We'll let them know how much... You can check it out on the score, by the way. They're giving away cool odds uh, as they get more and more into sports gambling on the best survivor picks to take each week. Check it out, the score. It's a beauty. Yeah, you want a flyer on a survivor pick? How about the Buffalo goddamn Bills, baby? I, I, with a gun to your head, are you taking them? Is that your, this survivor, week? Is that your survivor pick? What this kind week? of gun is it? Are you going to jump the gun? What kind of gun? You're a gun jumper. No, I want to hear what kind of gun, and then I'll say yes or no. A- any gun. Any gun with a, with a bullet or musket in it. BB gun? I might say yes. A BB gun to your head is still probably going to kill you. BB gun to the shoulder. You got a BB gun <laughs> to your head in a, for the <laughs> Bills-Bengals game. Home openers? You've been to home openers, I've man. I've seen bad Bengals teams beat the Bills before. It sucks. That does suck. <laughs> I, I've, I've never seen that in live. Yeah. I know you guys had some real. Also, Andy here. Dalton's more popular in Buffalo than he is in Cincinnati right now. So uh, it's like a home still? game for him. Yeah, probably. The Ralph's going to be rocking, though, man. They're ready for week four. They have to make a statement this week, That's man. That's true. Cincinnati blows. Bills need to win by like 17 to 20, man. Yep. Bills Mafia, be loud and proud, man. Once every three years, the Bills just go 2-0. And even though they're going to have a 7-9 and nine season, maybe not this year, but either way, like, you know, as, as years go. And they always tease us with this 2-0, and o, then 3-0, and o, and 
that, that first home game is absolutely rocking. And then they lose 9-6. <laughs> Not this year, baby. Not this year either. I like, the, I like it this week. But uh, with a BB gun to my head, I'd probably pick another team. That's just me. I like my head. Two road wins coming back to the Ralph. I'm going to say it again. Two road wins. Yes. In a good year, what do the Bills go on the road? Three and five? Right. Four and four? Well done, guys. Sure. You're right. I know. And now they're two and oh? With they still got to go to the Dolphins? Like, yep. this is... This is Mind change. This is everything changes. This is futures changing. This is, come on, baby. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. The Bills coach is the former defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers when they were making their dream season run uh, a couple years ago when they went almost perfect and then all the way to the Super Bowl and lost to Denver. Yes. Great defense, great defensive scheme. Now, two years in, as they've drafted players to fit that scheme, like Edmonds, mm. uh, who's fantastic. And tall. And tall. And uh, anyway. They, their defense looks real, no matter what. Uh, and uh, it's a good sign. And I like what they're doing. We'll see what happens with the Bills. Also, if you go to Barstool uh, and fade back a couple days, you'll see a Bills Mafia oh, baptism yeah. where they made a little table <laughs> out of, like, I don't know, popsicle sticks. Yes, popsicle sticks. And just slowly lowered their baby into it so that it breaks. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. The quality stuff. There's not much to do in Buffalo. Uh, and that's why you come up with awesome stuff like that. I'm starting to hype. Last week, continuing it this week. Week four, baby. Tom Shady right. rolls into the Ralph. Start to hype Bill's Mafia. Let's go. Yep. I'm tagging you in everything. Tune in next week to find out if, who Mike actually picked. <laughs> Imagine Jeopardy ended like that. All right, final Jeopardy. And we'll be back next week with, with who did won. You, did you take your survivor? Or are you saving that? Not yet. Doing, doing it uh, right before Hugh picks. Before Hugh picks. You got it. All right. Uh, moving on. Okay. Now, one thing, uh, one thing we got to talk about is Kirk Cousins' decision-making. Because, uh, you know, Antonio Brown's got his own decision-making problems, which I'm relating to CTE caused by that perfect hit uh, many years ago. Well, Kirk Cousins, if you're an NFL quarterback, it's first and eight. You're 0-1. You're in Green Bay. Your team's come back from quite the deficit. They've been running the ball hard. You're not really playing that well. Defense really stepped it up in the second half. Now it's first and goal from the eight-yard line. First and goal, four minutes left. You roll right, as most great quarterbacks do. You look. You see Stefan Diggs, your crafty receiver, taking up three defenders in the right corner of the end zone. And rather than, I don't know, throw it away, keep running, look to option two, option three. Some sort of buzzer goes off in Kurt's head. And his $100 million guarantee, which seems stupider and stupider all the time, uh, releases that ball without really thinking about it. And it was picked in the middle. You, you kind of knew. As long as this Green Bay Packer could keep his feet in, it was, it was landing in a Packer's hands. First of all, Stephon Diggs is not the biggest receiver. And uh, he's surrounded by three Packers guys. It was probably the worst decision I've seen in the first two weeks of football. Definitely. And uh, when his coach came out in the press conference and he's like, Kurt had an up and down week. Yeah, that's football coach jargon for I was ready to fucking kill him. And I still might. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens this week. A lot of people liking the Raiders. Yeah. Against the Vikes this week. You know what's funny? Uh, the Raiders actually played a great first third of that game against Kansas City. And then like basically was on there. It's like they were on a date. Everything was going great. They kissed before the appetizers even came. They were up 10 nothing over the Chiefs, looking good. Derek Carr's looking good. John Gruden's fist bumping the offensive coordinator. Hey, we got something rolling. All right. Then the second quarter happens. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes throws four touchdowns, 258 yards in just the second quarter alone. That was magical. If you took a really big uh, Smith <laughs> during the second quarter, yeah, uh, you would have come out and it was 28-10. And it was 10 nothing before he went out. So, uh, yeah, that happened. It's like if you're on a first date and you kiss before the appetizers, you go to the bathroom, you come out, and she's banging the server on the table. <laughs> what happened? This was going so well. <laughs> Can I get a reservation to that restaurant where that could possibly happen? Right. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, Raiders basically, uh, that spread so big against the Vikings because big. Uh, the Chiefs, and look, the Raiders' defense was playing decent. They were just giving up these horrible big plays on, like, third and 20. 
So it's this kind of give and take. It's like, wow, they shouldn't be giving away plays like that. Like, that's not the sign of a great defense. But they were consistently putting the Chiefs backed up third and 19, third and 20. It's still kind of hard to believe the power of Mahomes' arm. And without, the, like, Tyreek Hill's not out there. And you don't have tape on McCole Hardman and Robinson, these young, crazy fast Chiefs receivers. So this is like Brett Favre in his early, early years in the Packers where literally defensive coordinators could not get into the heads of their secondaries enough. Like, do, do not disrespect this man's arm, even if he's running to the opposite side. You know, run, even if he looks like he's in a mid-pump fake. Uh, these freaks are going to get these long balls by you in, in situations where secondaries are used to having an extra half second or two to catch up to these long balls. And that's why they'll press up against that first down line. So Kirk Cousins does not have an arm like that. The Raiders held the Chiefs to barely any rushing yards at all last week. I see them zero, zeroing in on Dalvin Cook and uh, making Kirk Cousins have to beat them. And uh, eight points is a bit too many. Uh, that'll be in Hugh Picks. I like the Raiders. Yep. Ooh, a little tease. The Raiders. NFL primetime's back. Giddy up. Uh, but the Raiders, much like the rest of uh, the AFC, are in for some trouble. And I'll tell you why in one of my favorite True of the Weeks I've ever done. Here we go. Hey. Hey, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. The truth of the week, folks, is that you heard it here first. Huck me if you can give me that sound, please. You heard it here first. The New England Patriots are going perfect this season. I'm not saying that for, for added traffic or to be someone who just gives away a hot take that's, that you would think might be hot. This is an actual prediction. And they're going to give you the four reasons why they will. One, Mike, you like this part. Schedule. Schedule, schedule, schedule. Let me tell you, barring an injury to Thomas Benjamin Brady, it's probably not his middle name, but it should be. Benjamin Franklin, Boston, you know, I got you. There you go. Their schedule, they got ne next week, home to the Jets, then at the Bills, then at the Washington Redskins versus the Giants, at the Jets versus the Browns on Thursday night football, and then they get a mini buy before they're home to the Ravens. Then they have their actual buy in week 10. Then they are traveling to the Philadelphia Eagles. Then they're at home to the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. Yep. Then they're at the Houston Texans. And then they are home to the Kansas City Chiefs. At the Cincinnati Bengals. Versus the Buffalo Bills. And versus the Dolphins. I see three games that might be tough. Three. And one of them is after the bye at the Eagles. Home to the Cowboys? Sure, might be tough. Home to the Chiefs? Sure. So their schedule is very advantageous. So you think they're just walking into Raven Stadium on Sunday night and just dropping a big fat dub? Yeah, I do. I can't wait to bet you in week nine. Sure. Because Tom Brady's got something that he didn't have in 2007 when they were blowing teams out with an incredible offense, which is what their offense looks like right now. They have one of the best defenses in the league. Historically, one of the best starts to a season ever by a defense. Sure, they played the Dolphins, so it's hard to mix the stats. But their defense is real. It's the second reason. They got the McCourty twins back there. Womb mates in their secondary that were the Super Bowl heroes last year. Savvy veterans, still in great athletic shape, healthy as ever. They got Jamie Collins back from the Browns. Made an excellent athletic play last week. They got their entire start defense from last year, all the guys they wanted. And they added Martellus Bennett at defensive end. They still have the best pro football focus's best cornerback in the league who saved the game against Jacksonville last year, Stephon Gilmore, they took from the Bills. So they got a defense that in their last three games against the Rams, Steelers, and Dolphins, those teams have scored six points. The Rams, Steelers, and Dolphins, six points on the Patriots. And they keep getting the ball back because the, the Patriots keep scoring. So you got an offense that reminds me of 2007 where they could just literally beat teams by 20 unless they're stiff competition. So now we're talking Tom's not really in a whole bunch of tough games. 
You know, he's not going to be grinding this out. They got about three or four games on the schedule that are really going to be problems. And sure, maybe one surprise one, you know? Back in the day, in 2007, they were beating good teams. They were battling it out at the end of that schedule. So I think they've never had a better chance, schedule-wise, and their defense this year. Last year, when they won the Super Bowl, by the way, their defense was one of the worst in the league in the first few years, first couple games. Everyone was, you know, really worried about it. And they got the best defensive coach in history. They're going to figure this out. Now they just added Martellus Bennett, and they got uh, Jamie Collins back. They look really good. Third reason. What else are they playing for? Not all of them, but Tommy and Belichick. Mm -hmm. They're still freaking out about the one that got away. They won't tell you that. They'll just do the Patriot interview. Yep, looking forward to the next week. We're just worried about the Jets. Sure you are, and I believe that because that's actually, you get a lot of stuff done in life. You know, you got a lot of stuff on your plate. What's first? Prioritize, okay? Football coaches are smart. You know, if they get everyone just thinking about how to beat the Jets, you probably beat the Jets. If you got everyone thinking about how to beat every team this season, you're not going to do too well. So, yeah, sure, they'll take it one week at a time. Great. But it's going to be easy for them many of those weeks. Michael Jordan, top of his game, won three rings in a row. What's left, man? It's just a sport, right? So he switches sports. Okay? Allegedly. Whatever. Won't even get into that. But he switches sports. Okay? Because right, let me tell you something. It's just human. They're human beings, folks. They're not machines. They're not gods. They're human beings. And most human beings, once you're at the pinnacle of your sport, you've won a couple rings, and you got a couple hundred million dollars nowadays, rocket wife, endorsements up the ass, the all-American family. What? Like, you know, nothing's wrong. So what's driving you still? Kobe Bryant wanted to be better than Michael Jordan. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are already the best ever. Already the best ever at their respective jobs. Okay? So you think, you know, just going 13 and 3, you know, having home field advantage, winning another ring. I'm not saying they won't be happy with that. And I'm not saying that's not the goal. I'm just saying that do you think that really gets their juices going right now? And just just a seventh ring, you know? I mean, yeah, sweet. I bet Kraft wants it so that the Patriots have the most. Super Bowl championships among each franchise. I'm sure that's a driving force behind a lot of it. However, however, that perfect season got away. They had the offense for it. If it wasn't for a helmet catch, they would have had it. And in Bill's mind and in Tom's mind, they also learned. They've learned 13, 12 years. They're 12 years smarter than they were before. As in, and Josh McDaniels was there too. So they're going to make sure way more than they made sure before. They're, they're, Josh McDaniels leads a better power running game, which comes in handy in the playoffs, more than they used to. This is a, we are now watching the culmination of Bill Belichick's defense-driven first three Super Bowls that Tom Brady won and their offense-driven last three Super Bowls, besides the actual Super Bowl itself. They're, they're, Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels' offense, for the most part, got them in the position to win these last three. And now I think for the first time you have a Bill Belichick defense that he can be proud of. You have a Josh McDaniels offense they can be proud of. And you have Tom and Belichick knowing, hey, this is our best chance to do it. We got about, what, realistically, maybe two, three years of this max left. And with injuries and with everything else that could happen, this is our year to do it. This is our year to make up for 2007. And who the fuck's in our way? The Chiefs at home? Cowboys at home. Tell me, Dak Prescott, if the Cow- if the the Patriots are twelve and zero, Dak Prescott's coming in there and beating the Patriots in the winter. I don't think so. Get the champagne ready, folks. You heard it here first. Pats are going nineteen and zero. Who's in their way? Fourth reason, just because Tom wants to. <laughs> That's all you need. Woo! True of the week. Remember that week three. We call it. It's also any, any team right now for futures bets. Mike, I told you to pick a futures bet. Uh, any team right now to go 19-0 plus 1,500. So you get not just the Pats, but any team. That's it? I know. I thought it would be more, but that's only because you still get every team. Watch that, that futures bet to go up. As soon as a bunch of these 2-0 teams lose, that might go up down. Who else could possibly? Vegas is looking the same thing I'm looking There's at. There's only one team, New England, only New England could go perfect. 
What do you mean? Who else can go perfect? Chiefs if they beat New England. No. What do you mean no? Take a look at their schedule. Well, sure. Either way, no. That's what it, that's what it is. The drive to go perfect only belongs to one team. Here's a cool thing. Yeah, and exactly. And it's the team that was one helmet catch away from achieving it. Hashtag Eli farted. Sure. <laughs> right. Applicable. Right. Same, same. He finally let it go. Actually, in but that different. interview today, it looked like he had finally let it out. It did. So, guys, I'm just here now. <laughs> I'm just here. I can, I can breathe. <laughs> I think on that Pats schedule, the Redskins are going to give the Pats all they can handle. Sure, there'll be a weird one. There's going to be a weird one. Yep. For sure. Depends where the Bills are at the end of the year. The Bills game ASAP is going to be all they can handle. That's the first real test because that's really the only test until the bye. Yeah, and again, I, th- I think the Bills defense can do a, an okay job of slowing down Tom, although I've said that be- Bills fans have said that before and left at halftime, <laughs> like Vontae Davis. But uh, I don't think their offense can, can do a great, good enough job against that defense. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Did you know Vontae Davis is brothers with Vernon Davis? I think I did know that. I did not. Yep. <laughs> How about that, eh? Vernon still got it. You see that touchdown week one? I did. And, oh he's, and, and, he, and he cried. And now there's a good reason for him to cry. Sure. I think his grandfather passed away. However, I've seen him cry in almost half of his highlights. I don't know why that's not getting more <laughs> love. That was like the play of the fucking year. It's because it's the Redskins. Whatever. And as soon as you sign a quarterback that would be everyone else's backup quarterback, honestly, in the eyes of NFL fans, you're just, you're just subpar. You're nothing. You know, you're, you're, you don't want to be watched. I got a soft spot for the skins, yo. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, I think it's because you like because Dan Snyder's holding firm against like the native population of, of America. Hey, it's his team. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. It's not. I did, I, right. Hey, all right. My hands are up, folks. The Washingtons will not be good till they get a quarterback. Although, you know, hey, if they start the rookie, then I'll start watching. Who's uh, the future? You got your eye on. Uh, you told me to kay. get mine ready, but There's I want to. Two interesting ones. Uh, one guys from Lock It In on FS1. We're talking about this. Super interesting stuff. Uh, you can bet in Vegas right now on the Super Bowl, but just by picking the AFC or NFC, and you get whoever represents who in the Super Bowl. So it was three points last week after Big Ben's, Big Ben's injury and Drew Brees' injury. I guess they're sort of gauging, you know, what's more likely to happen, and now that's gone up to four points for the AFC. So basically, Vegas is saying... The Take AFC, England, the AFC representative, who they obviously feel like will be New England or Kansas City, uh, will be minus four, better point, minus four better than whoever the NFC representative love is. Love it. So you take that right now? Yeah, absolutely. And you got my truth of the week all fired, or your truth of the week. It's got me all fired up. Well, I think the Pats will be there because I don't think, I think they'll have a good enough record so that all of their home games go through Foxborough. And I think Mahomes will have a problem. Uh, Baby dude, steps. Bro. Look, he's done well against Belichick two games in a row. It's hard to get Belichick that many times. You know, he's a, he's a, a great coach for a reason. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I think, uh, I think that's a pretty good future to at least keep, keep an eye on. Can you keep an eye on? Uh, as well as like the Green Bay Packers to represent the NFC. Plus 650 right now. I... I wish it was almost more value, but I think Vegas is looking at Aaron Rodgers and a good Packers defense the same way I am, which is you should be more scared of them than probably you are if you're in the NFC, and I agree. And that's uh, something to keep an eye on. Also, keep in mind, I like to say this early in the season, it's decent, it's a good idea to sprinkle a little bit on some of these really long odds teams that have healthy starting quarterbacks because one injury to knock on wood, to Tom Brady's ACL or whatever, or, or Mahomes, whatever. Basically, you take one or two of these guys out of the equation, now plus 3,000 for uh, the Browns to, to represent the AFC or the, the Ravens. I, I, I wouldn't pick that. The Texans, there you go. All of this stuff is now way high in value because of one injury, and it's a physical sport. Just something to keep in mind. Sharps do that, I've been told. Uh, Mike, do you have a futures bet for us? Absolutely. I know you do. Uh, somewhat He's surprising. been doing this hand-waving thing for the last three minutes. Like, are you coming to me? Are you coming yeah, to me? Yeah, like, I'm waiting for the future. I had a couple of them. You didn't, again. Yeah, I know. 
what if I was going to take one of those? That's okay. Then I'd be so... What? We'd agree on something? That's okay. Is you, it? We'd agree on it for different reasons, you know? <laughs> the agreements are... Uh, Few and far between. But fun. Sure. All right, what do you got? Triple F. I got the wenches, yo. You got... You're taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I was dead wrong. Last week, <laughs> on the worried, shouldn't be worried. Yeah. And is it going to be okay? And we, and we bet a case of beer. I took Seattle, Denver, and Tampa. And all three are the exact opposite yep. of what was predicted. Go back, listen to 52, folks. Weird Mike's never been more dead wrong on three things. <laughs> and it's okay. In, in the NFL, that's why I freaking love it so much, yep. guys. Yep. Because just seven days ago, this bet was insane. Who is taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the NFC South? Yeah, at zero and one, not at Carolina on a short week. Not a lot of people still. But what's what's the what, what's the what's the breeze is out. What's the odds? Plus five fifty, Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the NFC South. Whoa, Cam's in a walking boot. Breeze is gone till Thanksgiving. Nobody trusts Atlanta. Well, they're one and one. Remember, they won the Carolina game. It feels like they lost, but they're one and one. Now they're home to get. To Daniel Jones, let's say they get the win against the kid, you know, first game. True. I, I know. I took them sure. to win six and a half games. I would like to formally apologize to all the wenches in the GTA and on the pirate ship yes. in South Florida. If you are a lady that feels like you are a pirate or have ever been a pirate or if you actually are the ta- one of the Tampa Bay wenches, which I believe have a different name, but let's be honest. No, they're wenches. You're a bunch of wenches. <laughs> Shut up. What do you mean? They're wenches. Like, they, like on their At sign. medieval times, they're wenches. On their sign, it says you, you, wenches dressing room, Tampa Bay Buccaneers I don't know what it says department. dressing room. It's just like medieval times. <laughs> I think that's pirate for slut, isn't it? Let's be honest here. Wench, waitress. Uh, that's not how it not works. wench whore. It's wench, wench waitress? waitress? Yeah. If you called your waitress at Jack Astor's a wench... You wouldn't get your crazy bread. But if you did it at medieval <laughs> times, you'd probably get double crazy bread. Well, I don't go. To, I've never been, I haven't been to medieval Whoa, times. Oh, man. you got to go once. I still don't think if I called the waitress there a wench. Actually, maybe that's yeah, the one case. Absolutely, man. Well, you can't apply medieval Why times. Why don't you go ahead and have some faith you, in Weird Mike's ability to assess the weirdness of the wench? Listen to me. Listen to me. And this is important because I know you eat out a lot. <laughs> don't ever refer to your waitress as a wench. Unless you are in a Dark Ages-themed sport restaurant that it has jousting as well, and they don't give you cutlery. Did I say anything <laughs> but a medieval setting? Sure. We said wench, waitress, and then you added it after. No, I was making the comparison that a wench is not a slut. A wench is a waitress back in the day. Way back in the day. I feel like slut's kind of a new word, and wench was just hey, what you called it back then. If the girls multitask back in the day, what are you going to do? There you go. All right. Well, they're down the point in, is, they're down in Tampa now. Retired. Seven days ago, this bet was inconceivable. Right. Everything changed. What a sport. Indeed. Uh, that's the shit I'm talking about, folks. Yep. That's what gets a gambler excited. Indeed. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Not for long, as they say, which is why Eli might be playing week four. Okay. Daniel Jones looks a little skinny. Just letting you know. He also looks exactly like, like a weird Manning cousin who's a bit cross eyed. I got, um, you watched on Monday Nighter. I didn't, it wasn't the game of the year, eh? No. It was, uh, it was weird. I, I knew OBJ was going to break out. Uh, really weird shine with him getting mono. Spread jumps five points like he's Tom Brady. Why did the spread move so much? People thought Simeon was better. It was weird, man. It was weird. The fans got screwed on Monday night, man. They were primed for a serious matchup. And I don't know. It was weird. It was a really funny sign. Someone posted, I think it was NFL memes, just some chick at the game with a sign that said, I, I gave Darnold mono. <laughs> big, big smile on her face. Yo, Ginger gets around. Yep. That's the word on the block. Mono's got that sort of uh, taboo to it that, that, that you cheated. <laughs> you know? Booger McFarlane on Monday Night Football must have said mononucleosis a hundred times. He's lo- he loves big words, and he spits when he talks. <laughs> That's maybe why Witten left. He's maybe. like, yeah, I am shit at this, and I'm getting spit on. <laughs> Enough's enough. Well, once they moved him up to the booth. So you know what I was watching as that terrible game unfolded? I'm watching this third-string Jets backup just 
unload these terrible passes to Le'Veon Bell in the flat. And he's getting crushed by this angry Cleveland linebacking crew. Yep. Every shot, they had nothing. They were just giving him the check down, and they were smashing Bell. He's their shiny new toy. Their draft pick isn't coming back for a month. The season's over. It's not over. Mike. It's almost over. We've been over this. They're going to lose by 40 they don't this think, week. They don't think like you. Okay, well. It's just one loss. They don't have to think like me. When they're 0-3, right. and they just lost by 47 points. Right. If I'm the Jets, I don't play Le'Veon Bell. I'm bringing load management into the NFL. Why would I want this guy who's part of my three- to four-year plan of winning a division title, eventually dethroning Tom? Why am I putting him into Foxborough with zero chance of winning the largest NFL underdog in three and a half decades? I'm not saying, hey, we could win this game. I know. 23 and a half is the line, Huck. Yep. Largest non-strike spread in 40 years. Luke Falk is the, is the, is the quarterback. <laughs> Falk or fuck? It's Falk, but it's Luke when, they, when, they, when they say it fast, it's, it's, it's funny. Luke is fucked. And so are the Jets. If they just give Le'Veon Bell 35 touches, because that's all Bill's going to do is just give this kid the flat. Why put 35 hits on your $16 million man who's just getting acclimatized, hasn't taken a hit? You just said the Patriots' D is... They don't want to give up a touchdown. That's phenomenal. It's not like they're like, hey, you know, it's the Jets, let's concede. They fucking hate him. Yep. Bitter division rival. Yep. You know, there's Plus, no... the next time they play, they'll have Darnold. They want, sure. They want the points advantage. They want it's everything. done. This is... I'm, I'm bringing hashtag Kawhi to the NFL. Okay? Load management. Load management, baby. You know, that's not one of the craziest things I've ever heard you say, actually. It makes some sense. Now, here's how I think they would do it in the NFL, though, because the NFL's got some rules about this type of stuff to the point where I think you'd have to literally, the Jets coaches would be like, hey, Le'Veon, like, how's your hamstring? You know? And he'd be like, and they'd, like, they'd like wink. You know? And then he'd be like, yeah, actually, it is a little sore. Maybe I'll sit out Thursday's practice. And they're like, yeah, we think you should. You know? And then he misses the game. Because of a hamstring. Or they say he's limited and they don't play him. Something like that. Okay. I feel like this stuff kind of happens, maybe, behind closed doors more than we think. Okay. Whereas okay. the NBA, they don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, we're sitting him. He's totally healthy. Gotcha. Might sit him next game, too. We're 10 games above the Wizards for the next spot in the playoffs. Who cares? You know, if uh, Bill actually was a nice guy and liked anybody, he'd probably call the coach up and be like, you know what? Why don't you go and sit down, Le'Veon? We're just going to hammer him anyway. Le'Veon's a great name, by the way. They, they really nailed that one. All right. I'm not picking that, uh, that Jets-Pats game. No matter how good a team is, it is impossible to pick a team to win by 24 points. Again, injuries, luck, weird punts. Stuff happens in football, and I tend to stay away from that unless it's college ball. With professional football, I don't like taking massive spreads. I don't think you should either, but hey, do as you will. <clears throat> but moving on. To this week's You Picks. You! All right, You Picks this week. Last week we were two, three, and one. Uh, our overpick, the Denver Broncos versus the Bears. Sorry, folks, it was you six, were three at halftime. Three and three, Jeffrey. Three and three, if you. Where is, where is you? You went you had the Broncos. Sorry, three and three. Yeah, you're right. Three and three last week. Two, three, and one the week before. Correct. Five, six, and one total. And we're gonna get back on schedule this week. The week. The dog. Woo! All right, our goal pick this week. I like the Detroit Lions, who are absolutely healthy and roaring. They have a defense that now has its second year under head coach Matt Patricia, who knows what he's doing back there. They held the Chargers in the game that nobody talked about, nobody watched, and you probably accidentally saw it if you're trying to find a different game. But uh, the Lions look good, shutting down Phillip Rivers, and their offense looks good. Kenny Galladay, uh, Smith, the new tight end, Hawkinson. Their own lines protecting. I like it. Lions getting uh, seven points in Philadelphia. Philly has no Alshon Jeffrey possibly for the game. They definitely don't have Deshaun Jackson. Their running game's pretty absent, and their defense is starting slow. I'll take the Lions to not lose by more than seven points. Gold pick. And another underdog. Love this, and so does Vegas, so get on it fast because it's already going down to six and a half in places. I like Mason Rudolph's Pittsburgh Steelers. Plus seven in San Francisco uh, to not lose for the Steelers to not lose 
by more than seven in a game I actually think they have a really good chance of winning. Let me go tell you something. Strength of opposition early in the season is something that uh, Vegas understands greatly, and you might not if you're not paying attention. Okay, the Niners beat the Bucks and the Bengals. The Steelers lost to the Seahawks and the Patriots. Okay, who would you rather play? So I got I got the Steelers team who has one significant injury, Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, I'll give it to you. I'm a quarterback guy. It's an important injury. However, Ben showed up fat. I don't think his team likes him that much anymore. And Mason Rudolph has always had all the tools. He's kind of like a new Ben Roethlisberger, which is why Big Ben didn't even like when they drafted him. Because the other guys, he knew he was better than. He sensed that this guy from Oklahoma State, Mason Rudolph, now in his second year, he's not like fat, super fresh. He knows what he's doing. Also, the Steelers' defense is real. They're healthy. The Niners just lost their offensive tackle, Joe Staley. And, uh, yeah, watch out, Jimmy G, because the Steelers are coming at you desperate at 0-2. Love it. And uh, get it early before it goes down to 6.5. That line's already moving. I'm taking the Houston Texans plus 3 at the L.A. Chargers in what is known as the worst home field advantage in football, there'll be more Texans fans there than Chargers fans. Sorry, Chargers fans, if you've been talking to anybody. But it's true. Uh, I also like Houston to uh, succeed in their passing game because the best member of San, uh, San Diego, of fucking San Diego's pa- uh, secondary, is injured, Derwin James. He does a lot of stuff back there. He's like a little Earl, Earl Thomas, and he's hurt. They're also missing their best running back, Melvin Gordon, and Eckler and Jackson can't get it done. I like Houston's defense to step up, just like they stepped up and won the game last week. Big emotional victory at home over the Jaguars. They take it to L.A. and beat the San Diego Chargers, who should move back to San Diego because no one Farben cares. I'm also taking the Washington Redskins plus four and a half at home on Monday Night Football in a desperate game for them against the Chicago Bears, who like to win games. As we said earlier, by field goals. They're favored by more than a field goal on the road. I don't like this line. I think the Redskins can win this game. I actually think they will win this game. Remember, just because you think they suck, they do not think they suck. It's not like they have had some earth-shattering injury to uh, you know, wipe away their season. They got the guy they picked, Case Keenum. They got a healthy defense. They got Adrian Peterson back there in prime time. I like it. Going to get off the Schneider 0-2. I like them to win the game. They're also my underdog of the week. The Washington Redskins at home. Monday Night Football. Woo! I like the Oakland Raiders plus eight. As I mentioned earlier, they would be in the picks. Oakland Raiders plus eight in Minnesota. Okay? Minnesota is going to have to rely on their passing game to beat Oakland, who have actually got pretty stout up front and in the linebacking core. Okay? They held the Kansas City Chiefs to a mediocre running game. They held the Denver Broncos to a mediocre running game. They're going to focus in and dial down Delvin Cook a bit. And Kirk Cousins is going to have to beat them. Kirk Cousins can't really beat anyone right now. So uh, he's in his own head, and that's that. I got one over-under for you. I got the Buccaneers versus the Giants under 48. Okay, it's a big number for a guy making his first NFL start on the road against a team that weird Mike's mind is going to win the NFC South. <laughs> a great place to start is by their defense shutting down uh, the New York Giants offense. Look, they're going to give it to Saquon Barkley a lot and try to have these 10, 13 play drives. Neither of these teams play hurry up offenses. The time will be my biggest beneficiary in this underpick. Bucks under 48. That's Lions plus seven. Steelers plus seven, Oakland plus, sorry, Texans plus three, Redskins plus four and a half, Oakland plus eight, and the Bucks Giants under 48. You! And that was Obi Trice. Real name, no gimmick. <laughs> Looks like our host Hugh also waist deep in the dog pound. Indeed, waist deep in the dog. Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh, love the skins play. Yeah. Live dog. Yeah. Monday live. night home. Yep. Love it. Uh, Niners. Terrible favorite. Great underdog. I think there's been a bit of a theme on this show over the last few years. Uh, Niners, great dog, horrible fave. Yeah. Give him a touchdown. Yeah. I think Mason's going to be all right. Not a playoff team. Going to win some games, maybe 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. Right? You could take backup running backs and run through the Bengals and run through the Bucks, But a desperate Steelers team? 
with uh, with half the place is going to be Steeler Nation in San Francisco on a beautiful September day. Steeler Nation invading West Coast. Devin Bush is going to eat up Matt Breda, and that offense is going to get exposed for being what it is, a well-coached offense with subpar talent. There you go. Who's your survivor pick? My survivor pick. One word. <laughs> Damn Cowboys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got to do it. Got to do it. Josh look, Rosen's not going through that defense on a team that does not believe. And if you look at Dallas' schedule, it becomes tough to take them. It's also my favorite week to take them. At home, if it was in Miami, I'd fade it. They got some tough games coming. Uh, I don't care if 60% of my, my survivor pool is also going to take that. This week, I don't want to overthink it. The rest of the games look tough. So you're subscribing to the don't outthink the room theory. Early in the season, sure. When I get to week seven, I'll start to be more strategic. Strategic. That's that's, I must break you. I am. I am. I, I'm Russian. I'm part Russian, and sometimes it comes comes through. You know, Dubai, Mike. Dubai. You're, you're couple of Russian nights, eh, Hugh? Hey, your uh, pick, please. <laughs> da, da. Yo, weird pick. He's beaten Cut. me straight up. <laughs> yeah, two in a row. You've yet to hit five. I know. I know. I got two. I hit it, folks. All right, weird mitt. The weird pick hit. I handicapped the game two and a half. He picked the Cleveland Browns minus two and a half before Sam Darnold got uh, released with the cheating disease. <laughs> uh, but, hey, that's when he picked it. That's when we recorded the show. And uh, But they covered the adjusted spread. Absolutely. They covered I the adjusted spread anyway. So for all of you guys, Greg Skip, who was on our Instagram page and a couple of you, uh, yeah, we supported the Browns at two and a half. We were unofficial on the six and a half. Closed at seven. Closed at seven. It's a tough game. Two and zero, oh, fire. Six of last seven, dating back to last year. Firm handle on the season. Week three, season three. Look who's talking. We love you. Rate, review, subscribe. Indeed. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, our bio, Instagram. Divide, divide, divide. I've been stealing phones all week. My thumbs are tired. Right. That one. Old lady looked a little bit upset. I think she called the police. I don't think I'll be invited to Mark DeSantis' parties anymore. You should give it back. <laughs> Weird pick. I was dead wrong on him last week. The Denver Broncos. I had him. Backs against the wall. Yep. Plus eight and a half at Lambeau Field. Totally screwed last week. Terrible call in the uh, rough in the passer. Horrible clock management at home. Come on, Mile High. Get your shit together. Right. That shit clocked down. Miracle kick. Real angry. And here's a slight angle. Vic Fangio, Broncos head coach, been going to Lambeau for a decade as a coordinator. Rare AFC team that'll feel at home and comfortable in the situation. Yep. He'll let us know as players what to expect. I'm telling you, Packers O, still trying to figure it out. They covered that game only because of Kirk Cousins and his idiot decisions. Yep. They didn't score any points the whole second half. Yep. Packers always not firing on all cylinders. Nope. Denver pissed eight and a half, even eight, if it comes down, which I think it will. Yep. Take it. Weird pick stays hot. We're putting cash in your pocket. I've hit them both times. Why don't you start doing the same, folks? Hundo minimum, just like Weird Mike. All right? We love it. We hope you do, too. All right. Remember, <laughs> and whenever you're repeating, Broncos, baby. Whenever you're repeating Weird Mike's pick, if someone misses the podcast, like, hey, what was Weird Mike's pick? You got to say it like he does. Like you're ordering from a pharmacy against a lady who's deaf. <laughs> Two. Robaxa set. For the back. Ow. Two. Back. Thank you. I like, I like the pick. I hate the bra strap, but I like the pick. Uh, you know what? Again, value-wise, okay? Broncos, desperate. You, people are saying the Broncos offense is horrible. It's been two weeks. Are they going to be horrible all season? No. They'll probably break out at some point. Joe Flacco looks old. Beware of the old quarterbacks. They're not all Tom fucking Brady. Okay. Uh, yeah. We hope you had fun this week. Again, by the way, if I was a Dolphins fan, I would fucking love what they're doing. Just side note. The Dolphins haven't had direction since Marino left. Are they trying to win? Are they trying to lose? They made the playoffs, I think, with Chad Pennington in like a fuck you Jets year, and that was about it. So at least they are clearly tanking. While still playing football, which is hard to do. But if I'm a Dolphins fan, sweet. We got three first-round picks. 
when Trevor Lawrence is coming up in a couple years. Let's make this happen. You can tank all you want, but you got to fucking nail it, okay? So nail it. So you're saying Dolphins playing the long sure. game. Sure. I would love to be a Dolphins fan right now. At least I know where I'm going, okay? Three drafts. I could be a Redskins fan. I have no idea. All right. Uh, we're bringing back this news. It doesn't even matter. Uh, speaking of the Dolphins, <laughs> the Dolphins, there's been whispers and rumors and petitions even going around amongst season ticket holders. The Dolphins might, might, refund the season tickets this year if the season just keeps going as horribly bad. Like, if they lose by 30 all season long, there's a real talk about this, which immediately would set alarm bells going off around professional sports because San Diego Padres season tickets holders for the last 35 years would call in and be like, hey, this is a thing? You owe me $5 million. Slippery slope. Yeah, slippery slope. And they're not all Belichick. Tobogganing that slope. I think the Dolphins should give Bills Mafia 65,000 free tickets. Come on down to South Beach. Sure. Buy our shit. Stay at our place. Concessions, beers. Do it. Sure. They're never going to do that. Well, they're selling games to London and Mexico. Why not sell them to Orchard Park? Right. Let's sell games to Buffalo Bills fans and just make a farce of our home games. (laughs) They already are. I, yes. In the, okay, anyway. That's why this news doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, and and uh, in other news, uh, the, <laughs> our favorite son of the start of this season is the mustache-wearing quarterback, new quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Gardner Minshew. First of all, if you ever played hockey in your life, or if you didn't, this is awesome for everybody. He stretches pregame wearing sunglasses, and a jock strap. Yes, right. Nothing but a jock strap. Oh, this guy's and my hero. Stretches man. in the middle of the room. If you, if you, you know, if that sounds weird to you, well, you didn't grow up like the way the rest of us did. That's fucking hilarious. And everybody loves that guy. Uh, also, his antics went viral last week leading up to their game against Houston to the point where a porn site contacted him about sponsorship. A $1 million sponsorship. Wow. Yeah, word has it, he's probably going to turn it down because he's, you know, an NFL quarterback. But Yo, he's got to go to Shahid Khan, the Jaguars owner, and be like, hey, if I'm going to turn down this million, why don't you drop 700 grand on an incentive? Right. Like, yeah, these are backup undrafted rookies, some of them. like He's played a game and a half for Shahid Khan. And exactly. And he hasn't won one yet. That's and why you take he's the cash. for 700 grand That's why because he, a porn company was interested in him. That's why you take the million cash. Sure. All right. Well, we'll see how that Let's see how that works out. We'll get back to you on that. But, uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, we're giving away Super Bowl VIP experience with Team I Will. Check us out on Instagram, at Hughes Talking. Uh, if you want more information on how to get involved, uh, Team I Will, they get to, uh, everyone gets together. It's a big, big community of, of fundraisers and organizers all trying to raise money for the Toronto Rehab Foundation. They run the Toronto Scotiabank Marathon as well as a host of other marathons and different types of Athletic competitions that are raising money all around uh, Canada and now down in the U.S., I believe. Go to teamiwill.ca for more information. Amazing foundation. We're pumped to be a part of it. And you grab your raffle ticket. Uh, there's only selling 400 of them and roughly about 100 bucks a ticket. I think 95 if you get them early. And the draft is on. The draft for the ticket is on American Thanksgiving. Uh, sorry, for the raffle on American Thanksgiving. And that uh, is almost it. Do you have anything more? For shut the huck up. No, I think you guys have talked enough for, for all of us tonight. Huck, I love when you said that. All right. If Huck ever came back from the bathroom after a great pre-appetizer kiss and someone was kissing the server, he'd stone cold stunner that bastard and walk the fuck out of there chugging beer. That's my boy Huck. Weird Mike, anything? Yeah, don't forget that weird pick, man. Broncos at Lambo plus eight and a half. Take it to the bank. Remember, we're giving away one free raffle ticket to the best Look Who's Talker before Canadian Thanksgiving. There's a couple of Look Who's Talkers that are in the running early, uh, but not too late to get involved. We love all of you. Uh, on behalf of Eli, it might not be done. And if it is or it isn't, I don't fucking care because I never have. Helmet catch out. Eli Farty. See you later. First the fat boys break up. Every day I wake up. Somebody got a problem with hope. What's up, y'all niggas all fed up, cause I got a little cheddar and my wreck is moving out the store. Young
fucks spitting at me, young rappers getting at me. My nigga big, but think that this shit exactly. More money, more problems, gotta move carefully. Cause faggots hate when you get their money like athletes. Youngins ice grilling me, oh, you not feeling me fine. It costs you nothing, pay me no mind. Look, I'm on my grind, cousin, ain't got time for fronting. Sensitive thugs, y'all all need hugs. Damn, little mans, I'm just trying to do me. If the wreck is two mil, I'm just trying to move three. Get a couple chicks, get them to try to do E. Hopefully, they're Menards before I reach my garage. I don't want much, fuck, I drove every car. Some nice cooked food, some nice clean drawers. Bird ass niggas. 